Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate. We love the club, the game, and all things Bears. Well, we got our Premiership Rugby Cup campaign off to a winning start with a 33 27 victory against the Exeter. Here are our thoughts on the performance and who Pat might pick to play in the next game against Worcester. We also talk about the big news the signing of AJ McGinty for next season and what this means for our fly half roster. Plus, we give our thoughts on the rumours about a new loose head prop. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles, and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, uh, it's Sunday evening. We're, we're back at Lee's. Uh, Lee, how was your weekend, fella? Yeah, busy. I had my cousin down, a little boy and her husband. Uh, so we were, uh, you know, had a, a pretty busy weekend this weekend, Tony. So nice to have you boys here again and, uh, and talk some rugby for a couple of hours. Jolly good. And Miles, I've got a bone to pick with you. You, you work for the NHS. Yeah, yeah I, I do. <laughs> Guilty. I, I'm still feeling a bit rough. Yesterday, oh, I, I went to have my booster. Right. They give me another stab in the arm for my flu. And your COVID I got, booster. I, I got my COVID booster and my flu. I had detention for 15 minutes. They wouldn't let me out. <laughs> and did I get a sticker? No, I didn't. That's the third time I've been for an injection and I haven't got a sticker. Well, I got a free coffee when I had my two what? in the NHS. <laughs> oh, free Costa oh, coffee. Oh, my word. You still made it to the pod, then, Institutionally too. biased. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Pete, mm. you, you had a bit of a, a last-minute decision to uh, head down the M5 uh, yesterday. I did. I suddenly realised, boys, that none of you lot were able... <laughs> To go and there was nothing on TV and we heard some rumours that there might not even be any highlights anywhere so I took one for the team boys and uh, 10.30 in the morning bought the ticket cooked the tea for the family so that they couldn't complain uh, took the girls to dancing 20 past 1 carried on driving down to Exeter got back about 7.30 they hadn't even noticed I'd gone hey. <laughs> that's old school though isn't it? Get, yeah. get no, your game ticket on the day of the game is brilliant yeah. isn't it? I mean I long for this. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I, I mean, I drove down. It's obviously easy to get to off the M5. Pre-booked a little parking spot in some science park and got a little uh, shuttle bus to the ground. It was very easy um, and had a, had a great time. Good. Well, we'll hear more about that in a while. Just on that, yeah, I, I remember when I first started to go to uh, watch live sport, old turnstiles, like if it was a fiver, yeah. you just... Gave you fiver there on the gate. Yeah. Click, click, through you went. It was magical, wasn't it? Because it you was. could just decide where you wanted to go, you know, and just off your set and, you know, and you're guaranteed to get in. It was, it was amazing, wasn't it? With a programme in your back pocket. <laughs> With a programme, well. yeah. A programme in your back pocket. Right, well, let's talk rugby. Premiership Rugby Cup, Saturday the 13th of November. Exeter Chiefs 27, Bristol Bears 33. Um, so let me come to you first, Miles. Um, team sheet was out on Friday. Um, and w- were you confident? It, it looked pretty strong, didn't well, it? It did. I think based on our loose forecast last week of who might play, I think we'd pretty much picked in the entire academy squad. So I was pleasantly surprised to see some first team uh, squad in there. And going down there and then seeing the team sheet for Exeter, who I only knew two people... I was quietly confident that we get get a win down there. That's your second team as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Lee, um, sh- strong team. Did you? I mean, I think the bookies had us as favourites, and for a Bristol team to go to Exeter and be favourites, 
quite unusual, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it was that when when we saw the team, I need to think we've got some old heads in there, which will yeah bring the youngsters through. And I was like, Mars. I looked at the the Chiefs team, and apart from me and Witten, I didn't really know anyone who was who was playing for them. So, yeah, I think that's quite you know a fair a fair judgment of being Bucky's favourites. Yeah, and. Um... We were all sat at home, the three of us, looking at text, looking at the uh, Twitter feed to see what was happening. You were our man at the game, uh, Pete. I was. So, um, were you still thinking it was such a good idea, first half, when we were 14 nil down in about the first quarter of an hour? Well, obviously not. And I think the problem I had was I was trying to tweet stuff and watch the game at the same time, which was, was actually, I've realised now how difficult it is. So uh, I think I missed the first try. But all I know is that when you look at our pack, we had the two Jakes and Thacker. We had Atwood and um, Atwood and Hawkins. And we had Jeffries. Hughes and Thomas in the back row within three minutes it was like a pushover try from all these young chiefs with and I thought oh my goodness we've got all these old heads in there um yeah I mean I think those I think the young lads at, at Exeter were trying to make a uh, a good start because they had a lot of family watching and they were at home and, and fair play I mean we we did that thing though where everything got dropped we were trying every pass seemed to go a little bit too high or a little bit too low we're, poor old Yoan Lloyd missed three kicks into touch in the first 15-20 minutes that you know from penalties so we lost you know field position where we could add it and we were under the pump for quite a lot and fair play though we were trying to play out of it and it wasn't it, it wasn't a situation where anyone was going to do anything negative and put the ball under a you know a, under the jersey and sort of keeping the forwards it, every we were trying to play but it was it was really loose and pretty harem scarum uh, and actually i've got to say that in many ways it changed when bedlow came on uh, after about 20 minutes i think Yoan lloyd uh, i kind of limped off and i think it was an injury um and and yeah bedlow came on and and, and i think added a little bit of uh, a little bit of stability and uh, we then got back into it and we finally I think we finally got one penalty kick into touch in there just inside their 22 and then we did the old traditional rolling mall and it turned out to be a penalty try which was a bit of a bonus because that was right in front of me and so their guy goes off and then two minutes later I think uh, we had a, a good little move where we, we actually did catch the ball and not drop it and, and Bedlow scored so yeah half time 14 all I thought yeah I mean it was a dodgy start but our old heads sort of got got stuff together and I, I kind of fully expected us just to to, to move on nicely after mm. half time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Miles, I, I mean, I was sat there, as Pete said, two two tries came in late, late in the half. Sounded like, uh, you know, we, we were going to turn things round. And, uh, and, and then Chiefs go and... Uh, <laughs> Start start the second half as they did the first half with uh, what was it a penalty and then another intercept try. Yeah, I mean it was. Oh, it was Miles. You yeah, sorry, yeah. mate. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry, yeah, I didn't. Miles have a game. Yeah, sorry, mate. Well, you were there, Pete. You, you can watch us. Yeah, you were looking. You were looking at the tweets. Get I was looking at yeah. the tweets. For the so, so, so at that point, were you thinking? Here we go. It is going to go Pete Tom. Well, I don't know. As Pete said, you know, finishing fair, finishing all square at half time, as it were. Yeah, but another intercept. I thought that's just sloppy play by Bristol, and I was a bit was a bit scared going down to Sandy Park. But um, it looks then like there were some changes made on the Bristol bench, isn't it? About sort of fifty four minutes. In fact, about three changes, and I'm not sure Pete will probably be able to say that. 
maybe those changes were, were well needed and uh, the players stepped up from there. Well, we, we should say that at that point as well, Thomas had got a yellow card, hadn't yeah, he? Yeah, so 44 we minutes. Down, yeah. yeah, down to 14 mm. minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that did play a part in in suddenly, you know, they raced to a, a 24-14. And as Miles rightly said, I mean, a second inset try, yeah, that, that kind of shows you what was going on. We were still trying to play... And, you know, it's risk and reward, isn't it? And uh, I think that says it all, really, that two intercept tries, everyone was trying a bit too much. But I think we then did get a little bit of control back in the forwards. Um, Will Capon came on. Um, with his cap on? With his, it, it was. I was. I, I thought we hadn't done that for a long time. <laughs> Will Capon came on with his cap on. And uh, actually... He scored. We we scored another rolling ball try off the line out, and it was a it was a carbon copy of the one that he scored a couple of seasons ago. That glory day oh, when we came back and, and beat yeah. him in the prem, and I, I believe it was in the same corner. Uh, so mm. it was a fair play to to Cape on, and, and he, he looked very good. He looked very good when he came on. Lively, didn't you know? Line out was solid. So uh, fair. I'm pleased for him actually because he's been you know yeah. in the shadows for the last few weeks or last month or so. So fair play. And then Dan Thomas got on the score sheet. Then all of a sudden, did it look like the momentum had shifted? Was was there only going to be one winner from that? Point? Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, ironically, it was kind of our old heads went off, and we brought some young lads on. And I think that just that little kind of energy got us going. I think Dan Thomas's try was was excellent, and it, it was a lot of good work down the wing by I think it was a guy called Oscar Lennon. Not really heard of him to be fair, and he came on, looked good. He came on for Diego Bailey, who by the way it, it looked. You know, look class at that level, and yeah, really good little try. Dan Thomas made amends for his yellow card, um, and then yeah, we just uh, you know we run the changes. I think obviously Chiefs you know did as well, but we we clearly had the momentum, and uh, in the end, it was uh, a try to finish it off from another academy lad, um, Big Mac Mackenzie Duncan. Yeah, so. Uh... It was interesting because I was listening on BBC Radio Bristol for quite a bit of the, the second half. And, uh, of course, they had their penalty, didn't they, late on? And they were speculating on the commentary where they're going to try and go to the corner to uh, to try and get the fourth try and two bonus points. Uh, but in the end, they didn't fancy it and just, just took the penalty yeah. to get the one losing bonus point. Yeah, I think I think perhaps they felt that, you know, we, the momentum had gone too far and... Uh, yeah, it was a bit surprising, but yeah, I mean, the guy, it was it was their guy, Hodge, actually, Jake Hodge, who I've got to say did play quite well for them. I think he's kind of on the fringes of their first team, very fast. He's a bit of a Matt Prothero about him, actually, with his, the way, his blonde locks. But yeah, no, yeah, and they just, and that was their game over. And it was it was one of those, you know, it was a nice atmosphere. I think you know, Exeter fans were obviously a bit disappointed they lost, but it wasn't the end of the world. And, you know, we were quite excited the very few, small number of Bristol fans there were quite excited about winning, but it just didn't have that kind of stressful pressure that you get in a Premiership mm-hmm. game. And I think, you know, I, I thoroughly encourage anybody who's got a chance to, to maybe go up to Worcester next week just for the, the spectacle of, of a nice, slightly stress-free experience. Well, that's, that's the beauty of the Premiership Cup for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, exactly that. You don't have the, the stress you do. as like, I mean, every... Premier game, we, we watch Premiership game, we're, we're stressed to the max before we start, aren't we? But also, you get to see, you're allowed the opportunity to see these youngsters in action, their families turn up, you know, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's exactly what the Premiership Cup's all about, isn't it? It's to, to get oh, these yeah. guys out on the field. It felt a bit like a cross between professional rugby and sort of grassroots 
you know, going out yeah. on a Saturday afternoon to support your local team. I, I was really, I've got to say, I was really, really pleased that I made the effort last minute to get yeah. that. How was, how was the beer and the uh, receptacles they were served well, in, Pete? I mean, that was the one big disappointment. I know we've had a bit of chat about this <laughs> in the last pod. But, I mean, I did have, I didn't have a two-pointer because I was driving. You've got to remember, I did have one very early on and then a lot of food, uh, just so everyone knows that. Um, but I did notice that they had a plethora of hard plastic recyclable two-pointers with handles. And I even took a picture of some lads drinking out of them with big smiles on their faces and posted it on Twitter. So I think, you know, Bristol, Ashton Gate, you're behind the curve here. We've got to get back on it. Right. Well, let's let, let's get back to the performances then, because I, yeah. I I think as you you said, Lou, you know this opportunity to see young players that we don't normally get a, a look at. And Pete, you know this is a bit of the Pete show because you were there, so you you can give us um, your your views. I'm going to throw a few names to you and and let me know because I'm sure the listeners will be really interested. First of all, number nine, Theo Strang. Yeah, played the full eighty. Uh, I thought he looked very busy. Um, he was up against Monda. He's a pretty seasoned understudy, maybe for for Chiefs. But yeah, he looked good. He he looked like a he looked a busy sort of scrum half. He was he was lively. I mean, he, he, given that we know we've got quite we're quite happy, we're quite excited about Whiteley at the moment, and we know we've got Randall obviously injured coming back, and Andy. It, it's pretty heartening to think we've got another lad there. If if we were really down to a our straps, you know, we could, we have got someone. So yeah, pleased with him. He looked good. Yeah, is he same, same sort of build as well? As... He was, he was a Whiteley type. Okay, yeah, oh, kind okay. of. I mean, he, he was. I couldn't hear him commentating all the time like Andy Uren does, and I didn't see him point at the touchline like Andy Uren does. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, he didn't do a kind of an amazing sort of. He didn't do a Whiteley straight Randall sniping break, but he he seemed to me to do all the basics right, and 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 was busy. And I like that. And of course, he, I think he's on trial, isn't he, till Christmas? Yes. So uh, that, that, that will be interesting. Yeah. All right, next name uh, Tony Fish. Big Antoine. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Antoine Frisch. Well, again, uh, Tony Fish. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, anyway, he's, yeah, Tony Fish. Uh, yeah, really good. Uh, full 80 again, uh, inside centre. Uh, yeah, gets stuck in. I mean, he, I actually saw him after the game. He's, he's actually quite a slight. Got quite a slight build. He's 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 not a big unit, but he's obviously classy. And uh, I, you know, it's I I felt he I felt he had a, he, he looked good. Whether he's good enough to usurp O'Connor and Bates out of the centres at the moment for the Prem, I, I I'm not sure. I mean, Bates played, and actually, the more Bates plays, the more he looks. He is class. a centre though, Bates, mm. isn't he? He's not yeah. a winger. Well, I don't I know, don't. but whatever he is, he he, he looks. Yeah, you know, to coin a phrase we've used many times, his jib cut is just getting better and better every time. Um, but yeah, Frisch. I mean, I think the more game time he has, and the more he gets used to everything, he looks like a, a very good squad signing. And, and who knows where he could go? Yeah, and then uh, Diego Bailey. Yeah, again, I mean, we, we did speculate that he might, or you did, Tone, to be fair, last week, that he might start in front of Charlie Powell. And Diego Bailey's an integrated academy player and Charlie Powell's a first-team player. And, and that actually came to fruition. And in the end, Powell actually came on for Morahan. Yeah, Bailey, again, didn't get a, you know, didn't get a clear-cut chance to to make a break but in the first half he he was game with the ball he, he took he, he took it into contact well he, he seemed to take a few players with him I think he actually got a bit of a dead leg in the end because he was hobbling a bit afterwards and he got 
excuse me, he got subbed after about 60. But yeah, again, I mean, if that's the sort of products we've got in the, the academy at the moment, the, the future is looking is looking bright for us. Cool. Well, Lee, I mean, like, like me, you consider yourself a fan. You like to keep up to date. You like to keep your finger on the pulse. Um, one of the subs, Ashley Challenger. Ashley Challenger, a name that I've never <laughs> ever heard of before. I mean, that was that was more that was more left than left field, wasn't it? Where did he come from? I, I know, and I mean, good name there, probably. Good name, good beard as well. It c- continues yeah. the ginger beard uh, kind of theme of the club. But what, why hasn't there been any announcement from the club that that he? I mean, what is he? Is have we signed him? Is he on yeah. trial? Is he is he dual registered with us? Um, I know he, he played at Hartbury last year. He's ex Dings, um, and he was on the bench at Irish. He was he was he, definitely on the bench. He at was Irish. with the subs. Was with, mm. He was sat. On, I would say he's on the bench. He was yeah, sat with the subs at yeah. Irish. He was yeah. spotted. But yeah, I mean, he looks. He, he looked like a sort of squatter version of Jake Woolmore. <laughs> And uh, but but kind of Jake doesn't even look like Jake no, now, does no, he? No, Jake. Well, Jake. I, mean, I tell you what, Jake. Jake. <laughs> I had to. I could had to look twice and had to get my phone out and zoom in. Jake Woolmore. Jake Woolmore. This so, is. Yeah, it, I thought it was Murph Hughes on the pitch. <laughs> he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's shaved his head off. He's, he's he's taken his hair off. He's got very short hair and the beard's gone. And he's just got a kind of Movemberish sort of handlebar ginger moustache. And I thought it was. I'd gone back should, in the eighties. We should just say though that's Murph. Hughes back in his in his pomp, though not Murph Hughes now. No, should no, 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 you no. know, because that would be quite unfair to. to well, Jake at Walmart. the beginning of the game, maybe towards the end. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So Challenger came on. I think Challenger came on for um, uh, Jake Armstrong, didn't he? Eventually, so. Uh, uh, or no, he came on for Jake. Sorry, came on for Lucy. And then another name I haven't really come across: Jono Ben Solomon. No, nor did I. Again, I've looked it up. I can see that he was with Harlequin's Academy. I think he's got a twin brother. Mercedes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he went off to play somewhere else, has come back, has been at Hartbury, that all of a sudden he's popped up for mm. us. I mean, you said he, he looked a bit of a bit of a unit. He was a unit. And I think when you look at the fact that he came after 53 minutes, uh, no, it wasn't, it was... Um, 59 minutes he came on for Jake Armstrong and just after Capon, just before Capon came on. And that was kind of the turning point in a way forwards took control. You've got to say fair play to the lad. He obviously did a good job because... Because uh, what I heard on some of the commentary was actually the scrum seemed to be getting better and better as the game go, got on. They were yeah. certainly in control of it yeah, the, I, the, the last quarter. I mean, early in the first half, the two Jakes had a bit of a mare in the scrum, to be honest. It was... Uh, it, it, yeah, they, they had to get it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was he was a unit, and uh, I, I I sense we may hear his name again. Yeah, uh, we've already talked about Mackenzie Duncan, who we do know is yeah. is an academy, mm-hmm. um, and then Oscar Lennon. Yeah, a, a scrum hat again. Mm-hmm. Oof, where's, where's he coming from? <laughs> <laughs> you know, am, am I really so? Not on the ball with with some of these signings, or is our website just so out of date with any any additions? What? I mean, I think this is this is all about the alignment thing, isn't it? I mean, we have it has been said that since the rebrand, everything, every level from under thirteens to under elevens, all the way up through to the development to the academy to the women's games or whatever to the first team is all being aligned to play a similar style of rugby in the same structure 
And maybe this is this is the kind of personification of this is that they're they're pulling a couple of lads out of not even the integrated academy because when you go on the website you can't see who's in the academy, can you? The kind of yeah. underrated. No, no. So it's only the integrated and and obviously, I mean, they must have had a big big meeting, Pat and the the academy guys and Pat's. The plan is we'll put some old heads out there to, to to give us some stability in the first half, and then you know we'll have these lads on the bench and, and see see you know maybe it's almost like a kind of a trial for some of those to see how they coped with with the pressure. So well, well it's interesting because I mean Ashley Challenger, I think he's about 25, 26. He's, he's nowhere near the academy. So mm. again, I I don't understand that. One of the questions I was going to going to ask because I certainly don't know the answer is. You know, we've got um, so Ben Solomon, we've got Challenger, we've got Strang, um, Oscar Lennon. What what does that mean for our salary cap? Now now they've played in a competitive game for the Bears. Are we now having to account for them? Um, That's a great question. Because you know they they are now play. They've played. They made their debut in a recognised competition. Mm. Um, you know, are they on trial? Are we saying they're on a two or three month trial and we'll pay for them for that, for that little bit of mm. it and then send them back to Hartbury or, or wherever? Or, or are these boys now, are they on the books? Are you looking at me for the answer? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm looking at any of you. I mean, I, I don't know. We can only speculate. I mean, I, it, you know, wonder that the, the guys that we've never heard of, maybe they're just... They just they don't get paid. It's it's a it's basically here. It, your payment is the experience just, yeah. of getting on the coach, wearing the kit. Maybe they get to take the kit home. I don't know. But um, <laughs> wash, wash it themselves. Yeah, to wash themselves and they keep. But yeah. it's a good question, Tony. And I'm I'm sure there's there's got to be some Nors out there who uh, who knows that answer. So we look yeah. forward to those answers coming in on the Twitter feed. Well, it is interesting. You know, I, are they just getting expenses? Well, you know. Who, well, I did see, I did see Oscar school. Lennon with a massive party pack of Haribo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. So we're off to winning ways. Um, next game is next Saturday. We are away at Six Ways, uh, Worcester versus Bristol, another three o'clock kickoff. Let me just check. Miles, are you going to that game? Can't, I'm working. Uh, Pete? I can't. Lee? No, sir. And I'm I'm away. So um, I just we're going to have loads to talk about next week. I was going to say as as an advert for Bears beyond the gate, it might be uh, might be a slightly shorter episode next week. But we have got the Northampton game too to look forward to. Um, So let let me come to you, uh, Lee, first. Um, What what kind of team do you think Pat's going to send? Do you think? is he pretty much going to stick with that 23 or do you think we might see a few new faces come in? Uh, I think we, we well I say new faces we don't really see any more new faces than what, what we did this week did we? But uh, I, I think that he might tinker with it a little bit but I think some of the, the players like I think Luke Moraham might get a little rest now because I think he's had enough game time. Um, I could see Strang playing again to be honest, to get get a little groove on. Well, especially with Randall injured. Yeah. You know, do you yeah. want to risk a Whiteley or you're in for, for one of these yeah. games? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not too sure again about Sam Jeffries because I think now he's he's played what three, four games on the on the trot. I think he'd probably have a rest. Uh, again, Dan Thomas, Nathan Hughes will play for me, I think. Um I'd like to see James Dunn back in at six, because obviously I bigged him up last week and uh 
Is he, is he not... he been, is it, hasn't he been um, banned? Yeah, three he's got games. a three-game three ban, yeah. I think. Okay, so we won't yes. be seeing James no, 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 no. <laughs> Socially, you might. You'd like to see him. You'd like to see him. I'd love to see him out. You'd like to. That's fair enough. Was that Hartbury? I can't remember. I believe so. He's been a naughty boy then, has he? Um, and I think maybe Big Dave will get a, a rest because he's played again a, a lot of rugby recently, hasn't he? Uh, the interesting thing for me would be the, the front row. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see what you guys think about who we might put in in the front front three. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting because, I mean, would you give Harry Thacker a, a, another game or do you bring somebody else in? Um you know, I did see the Brinoceros put something on social media that he started uh, training, he started to run again. Now, he's probably a long way away from actually match playing. Um, and I think they said January, didn't they, that yeah. he, he was likely to be back. But, Again, you know, Capon can... Do you give Capon a, a, a start? Yeah. Where's, our, where's our pal Kloska? Is he listed as injured? Well, he, I saw oh. him, he was there. Right. Kloska. He wasn't on the 23, but he was definitely there. I'm pretty sure I saw him get off the coach. So you could, could argue then as a backup for if you yeah. start Cape on as Kloska's reserve for him. Miles, let me come to you. Who starts at 10? Because if, if Lloyd has picked up an injury, they're going to keep him out. Well, and Callum is possibly away with Wales. Okay, well, I think based on what Pete said, it, it's got to be Sam Bedley, hasn't it? Um, I think it sounds like he played really well when he came on um, I'd start with Bedlow and I'm not sure who we've got as a backup as 10 I mean we're, yeah it's Tiff Eden he's and not been mentioned anywhere as well isn't it Stead, yeah. Stead, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like Bedlow he's a solid boot we know that doesn't he huge boot on him yeah good, good at the kick to the post a good player good running player I'll start with him and have someone as a substitute just to back him up I think it's a fair shout. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, will Fricker play again? It depends, I suppose, where where some of these wings are uh, coming back. Frisch, you would think, would probably play again, and Bates. Uh, it will be interesting the other wing and uh, fullback to see who 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 might come in, because um, I think you said Luke looked like he he was moving a little bit. Yeah, I saw him get back on the coach, and I, 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 I went, all right, Luke. At least it wasn't an ambulance. No, it wasn't. Luckily, it wasn't that one ambulance. And I went, all right, Luke, and he kind of went, gave me a little smile and a nod. But he was limping, and he looked, he looked like he'd had enough of Premiership Cup being thrown around <laughs> by a few young Dev- Devonians. So I would thought he'll probably get a rest next week. I, I, I think, think it's pretty guaranteed. I don't think Moorham would have envisioned kind of starting the Premiership Cup game before, no, you know, no. I think the and, injury is... is... And he, I mean, they were, yeah, he did, he, I, I mean, he got smashed a few times by, he was targeted a little bit. And I mean, why wouldn't you? If I was a young ex oh, yeah. Chiefs and I've got a guy mm. like that against me, you'd go extra 10% on him. And mm. uh, fair play for for, Mor- for Mozart to, 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 to turn it out and giving it his, his all so wings who knows I, I think Bailey if he did have a dead leg afterwards because I, I, I did find that out uh, because managed to overhear him telling one of his mates that he, had a, he got a dead leg in the first half actually And but you know I, I would have thought so he might get another if, if he gets mm. if he shakes that off I'd, I'd like to see him start again I think he did enough and, and, and I think uh, Miles let me come to you it would be interesting you know are some of the stiffs going to be back? So, you know, Luatoa, Vui, Afoa, um, you know, see John Afoa's 
getting ready for his TV career. I don't know if you saw him yeah, on Channel I didn't, 4. I didn't see that, no. Um, no. Doing a little bit of uh, work there with Channel 4. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, we do know that he is in the unavailable list, wasn't he, the last Premiership match. And I feel like he's not quite there, to be honest with you. So I'm not sure he'll be ready to come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guys who are potentially going to be playing... Northampton the weekend after they need some match time don't they mm. so you know it's a far, one of those awful 4G pitches up at Worcester isn't it it's a quick pitch um, so yeah the argument is that some of the old heads that were picked this week are going to get rested and yeah. who knows Lewis are very if they're fit a bit of a run out before Northampton the match after you to face those two though if you're a Worcester youngster yeah. <laughs> it'd be tough wouldn't it I think if I, yeah but a bit a bit just based on the, the way the Chiefs youngsters performed, I think they'd, they'd relish it. I'd, I'd relish if I was a young'un being thrown mm. in and I see an all-black, you know, Lua Tua sort of I limbering would say, up. I'd be I all would, over it. I would say, though, I think there's a there's a big difference between the Chiefs youngsters and yeah. Warriors yeah. youngsters. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think it, undoubtedly we will see some young'uns again. And I, I think there's no point throwing some of these lads in and, and getting in 20 minutes and, and looking quite good. Like Mackenzie Duncan, for example. I mean, he did enough to earn another start, I would have thought, or another bench. So you, But I think Miles is right. I mean, I think we just don't know where some of these players are on the injury comeback trail. I mean, Purdy, potentially, if he's close to coming back and we need him for the Premiership, he, he might need a... A run out from the bench. I mean, even you, you talk about not risking the injury to Whiteley and Ren, but you know that's going to be three weeks before mm. since they played. If they don't play next week before the, the Northampton game, so one of them might need a bit of uh, a bit of a bit of a run out. So yeah, where is Adi yeah. Logan? Yeah. I, I was quite surprised he didn't get picked actually on the wing this weekend. It, it is strange, isn't it? He just seems to have completely di- disappeared. And I mean. Nualaga, we were speculating before we came on air that, uh, you know, probably his broken bone is just about fixed mm. now. Um, and because it was a, a, a lower arm wrist injury, it doesn't mean that he's been out when it's knees or legs and you can't do the fizz to keep yeah. yourself fit. You know, how close mm. is he potentially to a return? Um, so, no, it would be, be fascinating, absolutely fascinating to see. And just before we move off this weekend, I mean, the Premiership Rugby Cup... Lee, what a fantastic set, you know, it, it sometimes get maligned, but you look at the, the closeness of these scores. You have Saracens 28, Quinns 21. I think, you know, on Saturday, virtually every game was 40, 50, 60-odd points. Mm-hmm. Exeter 27, Bristol 33, Newcastle 34, Wasp 27, Leicester 32, Sale 23, Northampton 26, London Irish 36. And then, if you flip to Friday night... <laughs> Lost to 71 back. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Tim, because I thought that was going to bypass us for a second there. Oh, dear. Um, well, obviously, I mean, between us, we've got we've got a few mates, haven't we, who are Gloucester supporters, and um, and we've got a few mates who are Bath supporters as well, but that was a proper tanking, wasn't it? Would, would, would that be classed as a gubbin, Pete? A drubbing, a drubbing, drubbing. Is a drubbing higher than a gubbing? I, I I've never heard of a gubbing. Yeah, that's oh, a Bristol thing. Well, at least it? someone's called oh. Word Boys. I scored for a bath. I think it was a gubbing and converted yeah. his own try. Uh, I mean, that really. I mean, that club is <sighs> in a bit of trouble, isn't it? And I know it's uh, autumn internationals. I know they've got players away. They've got some injuries. 
Um, and they put out a very young side. And Gloucester, actually, to you know, to be fair to Bath, Gloucester did put out a pretty strong team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not going to do the club any favours at all, is it? Being on the, the back end of another seventy-point no, no. Um, defeat this season. No, Bath is certainly looking uh, like I was when I was a teenager, mate. They're in a right old mess at the moment. <laughs> Okay, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many, many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at Bears Beyond Gate, and on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Um, so, big news during the week uh, before the game. Uh, let me come to you, Miles. A signing, a fly half signing, an international fly half, AJ McGinty joining us next season from Sale. We didn't see that one coming, did we? Absolutely not. I think we all fell over, didn't we? <laughs> what day was that now? Was it Wednesday or Thursday or something like that? Um, absolutely amazing. I mean, where did that come from? We've been... You know, quietly confident of Callum's skills over the last... I say quietly confident of Callum's skills over the last sort of uh, couple of matches and we've been putting him down for the odd bad game. And we all realised that, you know, we needed a, a quality international backup uh, at number 10. But, crikey, I did not see a USA international coming in. Um, and then to find out it was AJ McGinty. I mean, Sharks fans must have been crying that day it was announced. Well, I did actually go on their social media, Lee, and there were lots of people going, oh, my God, yeah. what have we done? You know, yeah. and watching McGinty play over the last year or two, he's had some absolutely outstanding games for sale. Yeah, I mean, all four of us have said, like, I mean, the amount of respect we've got for AJ McGinty was, has been huge. And I mean, we every time he's on the team sheet against us, we're in, you know, filled, filled with dread. But I was a little bit later coming to this because you guys had already heard the announcement. I was flat out at work. And then one, one I, I saw Miles had posted something. I thought, is he winding me up? <laughs> and, then, and then when I realised that actually we'd signed him, and not only an international player, he's not going to be a backup. I mean, this is, we've got to, got to oh, be this quite is, clearly this here. Is the, this is the interesting debate that I think we should have now. Because mm. for me, this is going to be a head-to-head and and... I, I wouldn't class McGinty as a backup at all, Miles, so I'd slightly disagree. I think <laughs> Sheedy could be the backup if he's not, you know, unless he matches. But this is a guy who's got premiership experience, you know, he, he, he's tried and tested, he knows where to put the ball. He has got a longer kick than Sheedy. I think we could all agree on that. Agreed. So so's Miles. So, <laughs> that's fair <laughs> comment. <laughs> But I, I just think that is an amazing signing and and definitely someone that will take us to the next level. I'm, 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 yeah. Pete, let me come to you. Um, I mean, he was with Pat at Connor and mm. Connor, um, we saw some old quotes from Pat purring about McGinty. Mm. Um, do you see him coming in and being the, the, the starting fly half? I think so. I, I, well, I think he'll come in expecting to be competing. On, a, on an even footing for that first bit. I mean, I find it quite interesting that it turned out that he was, he only had, he, this is, he only had what he was at the end of his contract, didn't he? And, and you would have thought that Sale, you know, would have wanted to have re signed him. And I, I just wonder, it's on my little pet theory, that after having a good start to his DOR 
career. I just wonder whether Alex Anderson is, uh, is is just finding it a bit hard at the moment, and I I just wonder whether his kind of quite brash Saracens style of coaching has rubbed AJ McGinty just a little bit, and and then we at the same time come up come kind of knocking with our high performance centre and our fantastic restaurant life and uh, and our big and stadium and our, and our stadium that isn't on a, on a dual carriageway on the edge of Manchester I, I just wonder if there's a little bit of of backstory about uh, maybe a little bit of disquiet in sale about uh, about what's going on there and that's just a, there's no founding in that I just I've always found Sanderson just a little bit I don't know abrasive abrasive and, and that's great when you're winning but and he's a you know I just wonder but I, that's pure speculation but either way I think it as so a not like Steve so. Diamond at all then really well, no, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I think what's interesting and as I say I looked on social media because I always think that's a good way to see how good a player mm. is when when opposition fans from the, the losing club are just saying oh my god what have we done this is a mistake you know no 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 but later that day the news broke that George Ford had been approached about going mm, to sale yeah. Now, I mean, mm. if that is true, then you can see why they'd have to yeah. shift someone like McGinty off. And I, I can't find it on the website now, but I'm sure I read somewhere that he signed a three-year deal as well. And again, it's whether Sale maybe were prepared to give him a three-year deal. Um, mm. George Ford as well, I think he was born and brought up in Oldham, so he's, he's like a Manchester mm. lad. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, who knows? But having said that, would you leave Leicester at the moment? No. That's at the moment, now. To long be, way to go. To be, it is a long way to go, but I don't think there's no flukes there with Leicester. They they are playing well, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw the England game, Freddie Stewart. I mm. mean, outstanding. Yeah. I mean, the only person in England that was probably disappointed with uh, Stewart's performance was Max Maylands. I would have thought mm. because yeah. Max Maylands probably thought he had that fullback nailed on and, the other year, and now he's quite a game for the Six Nations and yeah. there's a bit of competition I think it's brilliant I thought I mean I, <clears throat> I initially thought Stewart might have been a little bit young when they were talking him up last season but for my word what a great player he is yeah. a unit absolutely a specimen and you know we all love Max Maylins you yeah. know fantastic here last season I just hope that his career isn't going to not reach full fruition because people don't know whether <coughs> he's a fullback a winger yeah. or uh, a fly half yeah. you know sometimes that utility role is great but I also think sometimes you need to you need to put your nails to the mast of one particular yeah. role mm-hmm. or one position and play it it's, it seems to have taken Eddie Jones a fair few years to realise that you play specialist people in specialist positions mm-hmm. what, I like mean to will argue on the well, on well the I mean exactly I mean he doesn't yeah. but I mean he's been playing Elliot Daly at fullback the last few years, including the World Cup, and you think this is just proving the point. It's a specialist position. You need a specialist player. I mean, we, we could we could absolutely take that analogy as well, Tim. What you just said with you and Lloyd, because I mean, we still don't know whether Lloyd's a, a turn no, or no. wing or a fullback, do we? At the moment, so no. obviously didn't do himself any favours before he got you know pulled off yeah. uh, yesterday. So yeah. I think I think that's the thing. I mean, McGinty's going to come in and he will be fighting for that starting berth. You know, um, if you if you ask me, it's one game left in the season, and you've got McGinty or Sheedy to come in and do the job. I'm probably going to go with McGinty because of his superior experience, 
seasoned international. He's played at World Cup. He's done it on the on the Premiership stage. I think Callum's got a huge opportunity now to up his game yeah. before McGinty yeah. comes in to try and make sure that he is the starting ten. But once we get to Autumn Internationals, we know. I mean, depending whether the USA get involved in any Autumn Internationals, but we know McGinty will be here for those Autumn Internationals. He's definitely going to be here for the Six Nations. So I think as Bristol fans, if we've got Sheedy and McGinty, we have got decent fly half cover, um, which probably we haven't had since Madigan uh, left. Um, Other speculation, we we saw it last week, uh, I think it was in the rugby paper, about Mako Vinopola. Um, whether Pat's going to pay a visit to Saracens uh, towards the end of the season to see who might be available there. Let me come to you, Lee. Um, Mako Vunapola, would you like to see him in a bear shirt? Probably ain't going to come cheap with the you know the, the rich history and quality that he's got behind him, British Lion, solid in, in, international. Um, would you like to see him? Because he's going to be, I think, 31 in January. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd always want a player of that quality playing in a bare shirt, wouldn't you? But for me, I just can't see this one having any legs. I think it's, this is just like speculation. And there was a lot of... I've read somewhere, actually, that he was going to... He's he's also looking at offers from France, wasn't he? And and that he actually wanted his ideal move would be with alongside his brother as well. So I... As much as I'd love to see him in a bearish shirt, I can't see this one happening. I, I think he'll go to France. Well, I, I remember him as a as a young man uh, up at the Mem. I think he was really around 2010 that he, he burst on the scene. Incredible talent. I was so sad that uh, he, he moved on that year. He really broke t- into the first team. Um, but but your thoughts, Marl? Mako Vunapola, one side of a scrum, Carl Sinclair, the other. Oh, it's got to be a bit tasty, isn't it? Well, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's every Bristol Bears fan's dream, to be honest with you. But I think I agree with Lee and, and you. He's 31 next year. Um, and as Pete pointed out this week, I think he might be chasing the Moulin in France and maybe keeping his family ties together and moving on with his brother. Yeah, as great as he is, he agreed. Uh, he's not going to come cheap at all from Saracens. And taking a pay cut to come to his sort of little home for a while in the West Country. I, I don't see it, really. I mean, there was one well, it depends thing, whether it's a pay cut, though. We don't... Well, that's, yeah. That's what we don't know. We don't know. And there was one thing I just thought then, actually, when Mars was talking, because apparently his, his wife was still based locally. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's, no, I'm just throwing that sure. out there. But. Well, when he, when he played for Bristol, I think his family were based in Thornbury. So, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah. Um, uh, it will be interesting, but further speculation today, Pete, that if Vunapola, and I mean, this is just paper talk, uh, decides not to come to Bristol, you know, how much we can put into that, whether whether it is just, just journalist speculation, rumours that we might be going and seeing if Ellis Ginge fancies coming back to, uh, to Ashton Gate. Your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he... He, you know, there was a, he did have a pop at Pat, didn't he? Whenever it was, season to go about, about us not, you know, about the the claim that we're developing players and that maybe we hadn't offered him a decent package. I mean, he he clearly has got a hankering for Bristol. Um, But why would he want to leave Leicester at the moment? And I suppose it depends on his contract, how long he's got left. It's a bit the same like George Ford, isn't it? It's, 
going to sail. You know, saying, yeah, he might have come from up there. It may be his ultimate destination, but I'm not sure how soon that might happen. But I mean, I, he's clearly it's a possibility at some point in the future, and and I imagine it sounds it sounds like from what we've heard that you know Pat would quite like him mm. and why wouldn't you when he's but again it's the same issue with Sinclair we'd have I mean if he's a seasoned international in the next year which it looks like it and he'd be on big money you know what are we doing we're signing another specialist who we're not going to see for half the season yeah. Yeah. and I mean yeah. it's all very yeah. well signing a kind of specialist winger when you know you've got quite a few in the in the bank or sending mm. backs but you know, a prop is a specialist type of thing. So I, I, I think that looked to me speculative column inch filling. So you, you don't think us bringing in Ashley Challenger has got anything to do with a side? <laughs> I think Ch- Challenger from Dings for, okay. for Genge from Tigers. <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know. All right, let, let, let's just have a little little. Fantasy game then. Um, Thought he was sticking to the pod tonight. I'm looking at you guys. Both of them want to come here. Uh, Which one do you choose, Lee? Genge all day long. Younger. Yeah, yeah, all day. Ellis Genge. He's he's got fire in his belly. Um, And if Pat can tame it, we'll have him any day. Have to say, I agree with the boys. But Tony don't agree, does he? <laughs> well, I'm going to be a bit controversial because picking up on the point that you made, you're going to lose him, you're guaranteed to lose him for 12 to 13 weeks a season. Yeah, agree. Mako Vunapola has got oodles of experience. He's been dropped from the England squad now and I actually think you'd get, you know, 20, 25 games a season out of Mako. So... If it was three years for Genge or maybe give Mako a two year. Sorry, I thought you meant it was Genge or Ashley Challenger. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I might be tempted to give Mako the uh, the shout points. Yeah. Um, So uh, we shall see. And, um, you know, a little bit of speculation that maybe in the next week or two we might be hearing something about another signing, but we'll we'll have to wait and uh, see on that. Well, um, we didn't do our predictions. And again, I don't think it's worth doing the predictions for the Premiership Cup game up at Worcester because, yeah, we've got a better idea of what the team might look like. We don't know how Worcester are going to do it. But we did have uh, predictions for the England-Australia game. And I've got to say, Lee, the result was 32-15. You predicted 30 points to 15. Yeah. Close, though. Which we were... Fairly close in our prediction. Yeah. We were, but Lee... You could be close. <laughs> you you can't, can't, only one can win. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's the closest we've probably ever got to to one. So I'm going to give you the honour now. England versus City Africa uh, on Saturday. Give me your score prediction. Yeah, this is this is going to be a totally different game, in my opinion. This is going to be close right down to the wire. And I, I think... I think 24-21, mate, to England. I think it's going to be that close. 24-21. Miles? I'm going to go for... I'm going to go go for the opposite score. I'm going to go for 24-21 to South Africa. Traitor. (laughs) Pete? I think we've got the firepower to do South Africa. I think we've got a proper fullback now, which can negate some of their their kicking game. And... uh, We've 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 got a new kind of fresh look about the pack, and so I'm going to say it's time to put South Africa to the sword. So I am going to say 
2015 Ooh. to England. 2015. Uh, I'm going to go 21-14 to, to England. Um, I think I think you might be right, Pete. I think I think we've got. And I think with Marcus Smith, yeah. I, I think it's just made it's for for him. Freddie Stewart at the back. Yeah. Um, I can I can see us he doing looked, some damage. They look good, but you know Australia yesterday on some of our lineouts and the driving mall put us to the sword, and I'm a bit worried on that front that a huge South African unit. I mean, just I keep think pushing us back. We we can't say South Africa on in an in, in an arm wrestle, can we? We no. got we got to move them around. I think yeah, if we yeah, do, yeah. like Pete mm. and Tony just said, this that game's definitely for winning. But well, we I, have yeah. to use the right tactics. And, and, and I saw them last tactic. week at, at, at the Principality, and Wales took them close, and mm. and Wales took them close actually by almost playing at their own game. Mm. And, and you know, so they're there to you know, the third test. They've got to play. You know, I think it, it, it. I'd be to be honest. I'd be disappointed if we don't get a result. You know, with everything the way everything's aligning. I think everything's in line. I mean, we were at home, huge crowds, as you say, young players. I, I think it would be a big disappointment if we don't get close to beating, if not mm. beat South Africa next week. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Um, just before we uh, finish off for tonight, we had a, a lovely message from Sarah Beaumont, uh, a name that people that uh, on the Facebook page, the Bristol Supporters Facebook page, will be familiar with. Sarah does uh, these wonderful cartoons before games and uh, after games yeah, once she knows yeah, the score. Uh, and she's once again done a calendar so um, if anybody fancies one of those calendars um, get in contact with Sarah on the supporters club page and uh, yes that uh, could be winging its way for you so Sarah thank, thanks for getting in touch and thank you for supporting the podcast and as well thank you for all those wonderful pictures that you draw for us now boys anything else before we 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 f- wrap up this edition of Bears Beyond the Gate which I should say is our 88th edition soon we're going to have to start thinking how we're going to celebrate <laughs> the big uh, big 100 but uh, any, any, any more uh, any any comments before we wrap up no I've got nothing to nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> no just just disappointing I guess that people can't watch the highlights yeah having been there and, uh, which is great and they'll say oh well people should make an effort to go but it was it was it's good to see we, we it's a club game we want fans want to see quickly mm. play just, it, play it. just on that note I did uh, I put it on YouTube earlier um you know, Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs. I just I thought well, there might be someone might have put something on YouTube as, as you know, the modern modern day, someone might put something out. And actually, when I realised it came up, it was our mate Bear Gamer. Oh. It, it played, he'd obviously gamed Bears against Chiefs. Oh. <laughs> I was watching it. And it was, it, was, it was actually quite good. It was quite entertaining watching that, you know, the game yeah. version of the and Bristol Bears one. If anyone wants to know that, to be honest, if I know, if I'd known, I would have taken a, like a spare power pack with me and filmed the game myself from the phone and then uh, <laughs> uh, made it available through our website. 
I, I think there might be some broadcast uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. copyright <laughs> yeah. there that, that, that might have intervened. I'm but, not too uh, for doing that in the cinema feed. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, it's uh, been a pleasure as ever. That's it for this show. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform. We'll be back next week with our review of the Worcester Premiership Cup game. Not quite sure how, (laughs) but we will. And uh, we'll have a preview of the next league match at home to Northampton Saints. So until then, goodbye, stay lucky and come on, Briz. Briz.